well. We had like, you know, the, you had the independence war of the states. Um, and okay, so everything's kind of sorted between Great Britain and the, U and the United States. Um, not all the islands on the West Coast are properly marked for who owns what. So there's, uh, okay. an island, yeah, so there's an island with like an Irish American and like a Canadian guy who are both living on the same small island with a few other people. And this uh, this Canadian guy, this Irish guy's pigs kept going into the Canadian guy's garden and eating stuff. And they kept fighting about it and nothing was done. The Canadian guy shot a pig one day and the Irish American was like, you shot my property. You owe me like this amount of money for a pig. Got told to fuck off. He went to the local garrison and said, hey, law's broken down. I need your guys' help. Local garrison sends some dudes out to be like, hey, you have to pay this man back. It's the law. This is American soil. Dude goes to the local admiralty for the, for the British and says, hey, the American soldiers are claiming this island is theirs. The admiralty goes, what? Starts to... Yeah. Starts to bring in more ships. The Americans garrison the island. The British blockade the island. Damn. And the, the Americans start building like an artillery bunker on the island. And the British start sending out to get a couple ships to the line so they can also bombard this like this artillery deposit that's being made. And then slowly news filters back. Um, to the both federal governments and both federal governments of Britain and U.S. go, wait, what? No, 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 fucking stop! Fucking stop! Uh -huh. As there are like, <laughs> like hundreds of soldiers and like ton and like I believe it was only like eight like warships, kind of just pointing guns at each other, and it was like, yeah, it's like yep, and almost went to war over this shit. Yep. I mean. That goes to show the difference in like communication because something like that probably couldn't even really happen today in the same way because there there is no lag between like the the top command and like the units down below right so it's it it, it would be hard I think for that because that's that's basically everything got out of hand because no one went was able to just go and check with like okay well politically like what is the best move here right mm -hmm. versus just what they're trying to do militarily that's that's interesting well it's also Very interesting era too though oh yeah for sure because that's the thing because like yeah communication to like the top brass obviously isn't it isn't as fast as today as it was back then so yeah when they did finally, when the top brass finally heard, hey, there's shit brewing here, they're like, they quickly put a pin in that. Yeah. And yeah, and then, if they waited any longer, war could have broken out. And it was one of those things where it's like, they suddenly you have a whole bunch of people looking at maps and going like, well, I guess fucking we'll, 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 we'll shift these borders around a tiny bit and move this stuff around. Yeah. And then the, the structure of the world changes because some dude shot a pig. Damn. Sometimes actually... it really is like the smallest shit that can do that, though. Well, I mean, uh, isn't it widely believed that World War One and pretty much World War Two was caused because one like guy from Austria got assassinated? More or less. There's a lot hmm. of other factors that played into it. but Oh, yeah, yeah because... but that was like the straw that broke, main straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, Franz Ferdinand. Yep. It's like, yeah, it's it's one of the, yeah, it's like it's it's a straw. It's like the final, like yeah, the final straw, and just all the other events that are brewing up. Because, like, you gotta believe that everyone on any side of a like, not not everyone, but in a lot of like big multinational wars that 
people are were just generally getting ready for it. Yeah, well, there was the whole like arms race for a while between Britain and Germany that was really like kind of the heat of it for a while because Germany was really ramping up hard just before World War One started and Britain got fucking panicky because it didn't want to be, you know, uh, oh, potentially bested. Yeah. Um, and and of course, it, a lot of it was just other allegiances and stuff too because basically once Ferdinand got shot, everybody started declaring war on everybody else because this country declared war on this country and then because of that, this other country declared war on them but because of that, this other country declared war back on the other country and it just became the whole, you know, division. All hell broke loose. Yeah. <clears throat> God. So this also feeds into when you talk about arm race in World War One. Like, I mean, by now you guys know I enjoy a good yarn. I can be overzealous about things I enjoy and talk about them a whole lot. There's I mean, like I think that's like the whole brand of this show. I'm pretty. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I should I guess I should address before we get too much further. Speaking of the so, show. Yeah, it's Balcony Banter, episode 38. We're back. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's is this called a cold open 30, or a hot open? Isn't it this 39? Is, this is... Uh, did I say 39? No, I think you said 38. Oh, no, it is 39. No, you're right. Okay, well, fuck. Mm. Um, 39. Those are the numbers. We're here. <laughs> I'm We're live. Here. And I'm Bees. And we got Stew back with us. Yeah, we Whoa. got Stu here. Yeah, I'm back from our um, from our earlier attempt a few weeks ago, which which had, we had a grand old time. Where we talked about times that we've um, like had big spill slash ate shit on the road on bicycles and skateboards and oh, rollerblades. Man, and stuff. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Right, well, that was the lost episode. That yeah. unfortunately, it's it's been redacted. Yeah, uh, this this one won't be though. I know. I I've seen all three of us speak words, and I'm seeing this <laughs> waves. There's no fuckery tonight. <laughs> we we got it in place. We fucking so, we got it. Yeah. And so as I was saying, that I'm like, you know, I I enjoy telling a good yarn. I can be overzealous about things that I find interesting. Which is uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, to Dingo for doing a great job talking about Disco Elysium. Uh, <laughs> He, he took that he took that cross so that I could uh, rest my own back for a little bit, and uh, yeah, <laughs> awesome game. Um, but right, I, I don't know when you started recording, but I was uh, we were talking about you know some like stuff with wars and pigs, and um, so we're talking you know the war of the pig, um, <laughs> and I was about to mention this um, uh, like British engineer from World War One, and Bigby, I'm pretty sure I've like posted the the video like that goes with this um once before oh. but have you guys ever heard of the livens large gallery flame projector yeah i remember this i yeah. don't think so i said the engineer and i was like who the fuck am i thinking of some i'm thinking of like people and then you said the you mentioned the technology and then i remember, i was like oh no i know what this is now yeah it's it's like okay. you guys, you guys mentioned like the flamethrower yeah the the <laughs> biggest um, it, it, it's damn. basically it's basically a weaponized war crime. Just yeah, like, damn. The, the long story short on this is that we were talking about like oh yeah like the the, the World War One arms race like kind of like just chatting briefly about like yeah get it how the how the war got started and my mind immediately went to this guy and the long story short is that he was uh, he was in the the British Royal uh, Engineers and 
his uh like the, the war the war broken out and his wife had planned to like go stay with some family uh in canada uh and kind of like they they like you know said their said their goodbye she was going to be living somewhere safe for the you know probably maybe the duration of the war um and then a few weeks later livens got got noticed that her ship had gone down in the channel it had been sunk by a german boat um and livens then and this is me kind of like you know kind of editorializing a bit basically sat back and went i need to find a way to kill as many germans as possible um and he proceeded to construct like a massive war crime um the livens large gallery flame projector um which which after it was first used was declared a war crime and it was only only ever used in the battle of the Somme, i believe um Wow, that's that's already an extremely grim battle in World War One. So that's yeah, that says a lot. And his uh, his design of it was alternating. I believe it was alternating tanks of diesel and petroleum in the mix, uh, wow. because he wanted to have a flamethrower that could shoot further and with more weight, because he wanted to create a flamethrower that could be capable of breaking down barricades and parts of uh, like parts of the trenches on the other side. God so, like, dang. the large Galway flame projector shoots several hundred feet um, and is throwing, like, as it's shooting just gobs of flame, it's throwing, like, chunks of diesel that weigh anywhere from, like, 10 to, like, I'm going to get the wrong, like, 10 to 50 kilograms. And so, like, you have this, like, dragon burst of flame um, and, like, chunks of diesel which could smash through barricades, upset trenches, and, like, basically kill people with the weight alone and then like about 10 years ago a british show managed to reconstruct it and so i just sent you guys a a video on it i believe right before they fire this reproduction and it's fairly fairly horrifying um the end of the story though is that his wife actually wasn't dead um she decided she had gotten like she had gotten like i think plymouth and then went Oh, you know what? I really want to visit my aunt, and so she just didn't get on the boat and went to go visit fa- other family. Um, and he learned of this uh, after the battle of the Somme. Uh, oh, and yep, yeah, he uh, then later went on to create, I believe, the first commercially available uh, like home front-loading dishwasher. Okay, that's yeah. uh, that's quite a career. Trajectory. Yeah, really. Yeah, war crime to helpful domestic device. But yeah. yeah, I mean, really, like that. Those are still widely used today. That's not like a small invention. That's oh yeah. That's that's a that's like still a pretty big deal. But like also, <laughs> yeah, like that's such a weird <laughs> a weird jump. It's like you know what? Once once he had put down his engineer sword, and he no longer needed to commit war crimes. He decided, I suppose, that he now needed to create something to make people's lives better. Maybe maybe to to cleanse things somewhat for. <laughs> Well, I can definitely see why it was like instantly considered a war crime. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, flamethrowers in general aren't really war crimes because they were used in World War II. But like this, this is a little nutty. Mm -hmm. And there were apparently several of them installed um, on on that battlefield. So yeah, big big terror. But like one of those things that's like. 
just really interesting, like at least for me, like really interesting to learn about after the fact. There's a oh, yeah. like that video I posted is from a pretty good like documentary of like people going to like dig sites at the battlefield and unearthing parts of this device and then kind of working with the modern Royal Engineer Corps to kind of remake it. So that yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a nice history lesson. Yeah. It's it's good. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have like a good like historical thing to kind of talk about, but I'm not sure that I have anything good that I can bring that I haven't already really talked about on the show at this point. <laughs> uh, at least something that's come to mind right immediately. Um, I mean, not, not really anything like. Well, I mean, I can't really think of anything too historical. Uh, like I know uh, both my grandfather and my great. Well, my grandfather fought in World War Two, and my great great grandfather apparently fought in World War One. Oh wow! Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like I, my God, I, I knew that my, my one of my grandfathers did, and my other grandfather's brother did, um, and they. Oh, hold on! I might be on the wrong microphone. That good? All right. I just noticed that I think my my webcam was picky. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're sounding fresh now, my yeah, man. really yeah. nice and crisp. Apologies. This uh, well, I do like this webcam. It's it is sometimes we'll just go like, hey, I'm gonna help you out. I'm just gonna. You're just gonna overtake everything, including <laughs> the microphone. It just puts my headset in a chokehold and like Agent Forty Seven <laughs> just slips on the I'm the input device cap and starts like strutting around. Oh wow! Yeah, but um, yeah, I had one grandfather who fought in World War Two. Um, the other one, um, was they? I, I believe the way it worked was that he, like his his older brother, went to war and he stayed and worked on the fa- on the family farm. Okay. It was one of those. It was one of those deals where the government goes like, "Hey, we we need people to fight, but we also need people to still maintain a level of like, of like agriculture and yeah, yeah, feed the people." Yep. So never, never heard my grandfather like, like either of them really say anything at all about it. Like, that's something okay. I've heard like from people talking about it who've had like family that went through that. Like they never really liked to talk about it much, which I, I mean it it's it's understandable as to why, but it, it really does speak to like how horrific it was. Yeah, really. Well, I know like me and my family were close to like not really like existing, honestly, because like I said, my great grandfather fought in World War One. Uh he actually got shot in the lung but survived. Uh, but if he didn't survive that, like, wound to the war, like, I'm like my grandfather wouldn't have been born, my dad wouldn't have been born, I wouldn't have been born. It's like, goddamn. One of, one of a narrow few multiverse potentials where bees does exist. Yeah. <laughs> here. That's, that's truly lucky. The, the balcony <laughs> banter, what if? Yeah, <laughs> what if? Oh, no. It's not like here it, it would be balcony banter. It would be, hmm, you know, like basement banter, living room, <laughs> li- living room uh, linguals. Living room linguals. That's good. <laughs> I like that. That'll be. That could be like our alias. Hmm. 
which is the irony though in a way because we generally if we do record in person which i unfortunately we are not today but usually it's in the living room at my apartment and not on the balcony (laughs) which yeah i i feel in that scenario then would mean we'd probably be recording more on the balcony if we're the living room show by yeah that's fair there's like a a sweet spot for spending a long time on a balcony like talking though and it's not the height of summer and it's not the height of winter so yeah but hopefully soon we're we're not too far off from the end of summer though Um, yeah starting to cool down a little bit a little bit it's It's still decently warm I don't know, sitting here in my apartment tonight. I don't well, I mean, yeah, your apartment's a little rough, but I've just noticed in general, like, I haven't been dying of heat stroke, like, as much. Yeah, there were, there were a couple days in the last, like, week or so where, like, like stepped out of my apartment and was like, oh, you know, I could have worn, like, I could have worn, like, a heavier shirt. Like, oh, well. There's yeah. one or two of those. Not many, but one or two. Yeah, I had a couple of those recently, too, because I, I guess we should probably talk about bees. We... We are now about a week removed from the the camping trip that we we had talked about. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, up, you guys uh, did that. Yeah, that was a fun time. It was quite a fun time. We're good. Bit, we were going a good bit north of uh, the town we're at, and so like a bit further north, and we're off the water. And I think just those couple days over the weekend, like, had just cooled down enough that it, it was at night getting pretty chilly, and uh problem was like this is my third year going on this trip. <laughs> and the first year and we you went, made a rookie mistake well the first year we went we fucking forgot blankets and it wound Ooh. up being super cold at night and that sucked the next year we went last year it wound up being really hot we were like sweating like all fucking night but we had brought blankets brought pillows that fucking time <laughs> this year i didn't so much as forget the blankets more so it's just made a like i just didn't really prioritize it or bother with it because all the previous week i had just been like being in this apartment was just constant sweat it was just it was hot outside and it was hot as hell in the apartment i'm like it's gonna be hot when we go camping guaranteed there's no way it's gonna cool down that much over the weekend not gonna need that of course we fucking get out there in the first night it's like freezing boyfriend and i are like huddling for warmth in the tent because we're just trying to like not not like okay so you didn't forget the blankets this time you just self-sabotaged yourself slightly (laughs) it was it was was like a step too cold for a cuddle so you went for the huddle oh exactly okay not (laughs) sort of i guess but yeah basically it was just yeah sharing the body warmth got up the next morning it was well, i mean if my sleep schedule wasn't like i, I was gonna get up probably this early anyways but it, it was basically like 6 30 a.m and we're both standing outside and everyone else is still asleep and i'm like well it's about a two hour drive back <laughs> or back to our town so a two hour drive back to our town and then about a two hour drive back to the campsite so like, that's about four hours of driving if i leave now i'll still have like the majority of the day left and then i can get the blankets i also fucking forgot towels because there's the lake there the oh yeah i can't at. forget towels now the towels i definitely did forget because i i said to my boyfriend before he left like we gotta get towels and then i can still completely fucking forgot those damn it's like i drove all the way back <laughs> to basically just get blankets towels and a sweater for myself because i figured i should probably have one of those too i and... mean 
Yeah, it definitely sucks that you had to like redo the drive, but like it was definitely like a necessity. Like you, it was getting it was cold the next night too, so it's the blankets yeah. alone were like worth it. Oh, it it, it paid it paid off so nicely when we were done that that. It unfortunately night. meant that you had the the day where you alpha tested the the camping trip. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like oh, I next, forgot all these. Yeah. I forgot all these good features. I I need that in the next in the next build. <laughs> yeah ne next time it's just i'm just bringing it if we don't fucking use it we don't use it but i'm bringing it because i ain't i ain't doing the whole fucking drive back and forth yeah and... that's that's honestly like just kind of like a good life lesson like it's better to ne have it and not need it than need it and not have it it's a lesson that i've learned but i've also found previous times going on that trip that i've like overpacked so that's part of where i'm trying oh to yeah like, that's fair and we were also trying to hurry it felt like we had a lot already so i was trying to not like overdo it but then yeah no there, there was those were things that i definitely and some of it i did intend to like the towels i i had specifically uh had the thought and like made the note in my mind of like i need to make sure i grab those but i was there was just so many different things that we were packing in and i just lost track and that was you know is what it is yep i find that on whenever i take a trip i tend to overpack on like overpack on just media stuff either with if that's like yeah I'll bring my switch if i'm going to be away for a little bit or like oh. bring a few books or like sometimes i'd be like all right i need to bring i need to bring this laptop and this other stuff and just you know, tend Damn. to fill myself up with just stuff to do, but usually end up going like, well, I didn't actually read that book, or, you know, I brought the laptop, but I didn't really use it, so. Yeah, I've I've been in that situation a few times with trips and stuff, for sure. It's one of those things where when you're at home, you like having all those options available, so when you leave, it's like, well, I don't want to be without, you know, this or this or this because I might want to do that. But then when you actually get there, it's like, well, you know, I ended up touching maybe like three of the five things that I brought. And I probably didn't need to bring the other ones. But, you mm -hmm. know, depends on where you're going, how long you're going to be there, though, too. Right. Because if you're going to be there, oh, yeah, period, having more stuff can be. Yeah, you got to play it by ear. Yep. So how long were you guys uh, out there for? Like just uh, uh three days, two nights. Hmm. Well, I mean, three days is maybe. Oh, well, like more two and a half, I'd say, because yeah, like the Friday, like we were there Friday, Saturday, like we partied like there Friday night, Saturday wow, night. Yeah. Uh, Sunday is like kind of when like everyone wraps up because like everyone has to drive home, so obviously no one can really drink. So we just like hmm. we get together for the group photo, start packing stuff, like yeah. sit by the fire for a little bit. And the then clean up and make sure yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah, it's all and we usually leave it um, in pretty good condition. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Relatively good care of it. I mean, the only thing that ever really is like kind of damaged is just like part of that like grass patch where we lay out that. Well, <laughs> year, that just, like, oh, I thought you were gonna talk about but... something else. I was gonna say, what um, are you talking about? Well, I was talking about we the, the driveway, the, uh, the driveway. Well, we uh, the group kind of fucked it a little bit because we had to have the oh. fucking pit crew out there because not one but two cars got stuck uh, in, like uh, park it parked okay. there and well, one of them okay, was big bees. Yeah, let, let's be real. And it wasn't. Here's the thing: wasn't a car though. Cause it was I a truck. My car, my car's having yeah. My car's it's even worse. Issues. Boyfriend's car seemed to be having issues. It wound up being fine, but. I had still made arrangements for a temporary vehicle to borrow for the weekend. 
uh and i was we just decided fuck it we'll go with that because he was still cool with us using it uh which was my dad lending us his truck because we live in a city and it's not practical for me to be driving a truck in the city but you know it'll be fun to drive it up for camping for the weekend oh yeah for sure decent leg and it's it's nice comfortable it's very spacious it's a big fucking big ridiculous beast compared to like my car so yeah but i had this parked on a bit of a slope and it was still like pretty slick and i don't know i just she got stuck and i couldn't get her out (laughs) And so yeah, back up and leave. So we had like a group of people like pushing on the front of this big fucking truck to get it back up the slope so it could get out. Well, oh, you weren't even the first car that got stuck. Another group, uh, couple of ours, like a couple friends of ours, like they got stuck. So we had to have people push them out. But yours Wait, was definitely worse. I think mm-hmm. I might know who that was, and I think we actually wound up driving behind them home for. Oh yeah. Portion. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you left like right after them, so I wouldn't be surprised. But um, like you guys were definitely worse because um, like you were st- like more stuck, and also like you were in a way heavier vehicle, so yeah. we had to really put our backs into pushing <laughs> y'all out. It was like I was trying to like give her, but I was having a hard time. Uh, figuring out what I needed to do, but yeah, no, that probably didn't have a great effect on the grass. I, I was thinking about that as I was uh, trying to get out. I'm like, mm, yeah, I feel bad about this. Yeah, it was rough, um, but I, yeah, it's not a type of vehicle I typically drive. So you know, what do you do? But we we got it there. That's all. That's what matters. Yeah, no, yeah just a few did. few car issues, but otherwise, like. Down. Otherwise, a successful trip. Nice. Oh yeah, but yeah. Like, like, like two days of smoking and drinking and just yeah, yeah. just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, with your friends. <laughs> the beer pong tournament. Oh, the beer. We had a yeah beer pong I, tournament. We had a flip cup tournament. I think I think that started because I think two. There was like basically it's always like the two teams of two. And I think there's like this one group like played a game, and then someone's like, "We're doing a tournament," and then it just became yeah, this big it just a tournament. So it's like, <laughs> who's who's in? Who's got teams? And then a bunch of people are just getting paired up, got a bracket my... set up, and yo, actually, I think uh, the one guy he had like a bracket thing set up actually, on his phone he, and shit. Yeah, he did like pull out his phone. It's like, okay, who's up? Okay, you two, you two versus you two, you two versus you two. It's like, okay, we got this. He just like fucking had it already. It was great. <laughs> but like we also had like a massive flip uh flip cup tournament too. Uh we actually had to get yeah. like two tables. So for those of you who don't know, flip cup is basically like Thank uh you. <laughs> uh so flip cup is just like you it's two teams against each other and like you literally stand like on opposite like sides of a table. And so you have like a little bit of liquid in like a red solo cup. Um and you chug what's in your cup, and then like it you put it on the edge of the table. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you put it on the edge of the table, and you try to flip it to like uh, so it's the ups- upside down. And then once you do that, the next person in line drinks, and whoever gets to the end of their line first wins. Okay, so it's not just dependent on the fast drinkers. You also need to get it to. Oh yeah, like it's a it's a combination of like being able to chug and also like having some like hand eye coordination. You need to be able to chug and to flip. Exactly. You need constitution and dexterity. Yep. Would drinking I guess would drinking a drink fast require constitution? Maybe not. 
I was just thinking maybe in keeping it down. Concentration, but... maybe. Every game I've run where like we've gotten to a point where someone used to go like, all right, I need to drink this fast. I've always used Constitution. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, as as long as I'm not alone in thinking that, because I have <laughs> thought. I I wasn't sure if that really stood up a scrutiny, but all right, I'll take that. It's um, it's, it's twofold. It's you know you got to keep your alcohol down, and you got to keep if you just chug down like a big like a big thing of beer, you got to keep yourself from just like having that massive dirty burp. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, oh that's, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. very real. Oh man. Um, was there anything else wild that happened during? Uh, nothing like ones. too wild like usually like someone ends up dying this year no one really died like just because they got too drunk or something not not, not actual death <laughs> not actually died <laughs> just like you want to die because you're so drunk but yeah no actual yeah you guys aren't running like your own uh, horror movie franchise up there oh yeah <laughs> it's the, uh... it's, yeah we're not running our own saw games up there mm-hmm <laughs> I was thinking he was thinking more like a Camp Crystal Lake type scenario. Oh yeah, good old, good old Jason. Yeah, I was thinking of like a like a sacrifice scenario, where <laughs> like you, when you're doing the flip cup game, yeah, whoever you, loses. Yep, it's like hey, when you're doing flip cup, whoever messes up the flip stays at the table. Ooh. I guarantee there's a movie that's like that though. It's gotta be. Oh, oh for sure, probably. It was a bad horror movie for everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wanted so I want to mention while um talking about trips, I did a short trip earlier this month because I was helping Ooh. uh helping uh some family uh, move uh, in Toronto. Um, basically, just needed needed an extra body there with a car, so drove up there with my with my parents' car and then get, like helped out for a while. The thing I wanted to mention on that is that. Uh, Every time I've taken a trip out to Toronto, like last, you know, like I think like last five years, every time I got up, I've always tried to get to this one store there, um, on like I think it's on Harbord Street called Baca Phoenix. Um, so it's like like Baca B A K A Phoenix. Um, Baca. Yeah, yeah. They mostly just they actually just sell like sci-fi and fantasy novels. Oh, um, okay. Yep. And it is it is a really fantastic store. Like if you're, Ooh. like it is it's probably like my favorite bookstore in because there you know there aren't there aren't a ton of like independent fiction stores out there these days. Um, but like every time I've gone up, I've like gotten something new from them that like like the like the couple of staff there have recommended that I've really really enjoyed. So from that from that trip when I was helping the family move. Um, I ended up picking up like, I want to say seven books. Yeah. Damn. Picked up seven books there. Picked up a few more at the. We have a like. Picked up a few more at like a, a small bookshop uh, here in town. Um, and so I've been on a big. Last I don't know eighteen days has been on a big reading kick, and by the end of this weekend I'll finish my sixth book this month. So. Damn, that's pretty good. I need to. I need to read more because, yeah, I, I just like haven't been doing it i really should i find that i i it comes and goes in waves i think i've actually like mentioned this on this podcast before but like i'll get into i'll get it I'll, I'll just get into a thing where you know i won't read any novels for a few months and then i'll read one book and then the momentum hits me and i'll just keep 
going through until I hit like a natural end point, either in like a series or in a book I've been waiting on for a while. So yeah, I've been just burning through a bunch of really good, uh, really good fantasy novels the last few weeks. So, and I was gonna ask, yeah, like what, uh, what type of books have you been reading? Uh, but in general, like what type of book is your favorite? I'd say. No, in terms of genres, definitely sci-fi and fantasy. Okay. Um, I, I generally, I, I just generally find that I, I, I've been like into fantasy since I was like a really young kid, and like generally that's the stuff that keeps my attention the most out of anything else. It really feeds into a lot of my other habits. Like, hey, I really like running like tabletop games that usually fit into a fantasy and sci-fi mindset, and like I also really, really enjoy like playing a bunch of video games that fall under those genres. Um. But like in the last little while, like last few years, I've definitely fallen out of favor of like big epic fantasy and sci-fi stories, like the the like the eight hundred pound brick, like eight hundred page brick novels, um, that guys like Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson put out. I've kind of lost favor with those and gotten more into like very character, very character focused like smaller books especially like some really good novellas have been released in the last few years um but yeah like that's kind of my jam i, I can get into a good i can get, get into a good mystery um like but i i generally find that like some fiction just doesn't capture my interest like i'm way less interested in just you know regular ass people than i am in like Oh, hey, here's like a really cool, here's a really cool science fiction idea. Or here's kind of an interesting take on like some element from fantasy. So, okay. Yeah. So no, that's. I think I can, I can hmm. definitely relate to that notion. I would yeah. say. Yeah. I, I am like interested. I should. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I feel like sometimes I should do a, a little bit more of like non-fiction reading but i also like it for like the the escapism facet where it's like well i could read a little bit more about right about like you know normal ass people i could be reading some like some like cormac mccarthy but that's like a level of depressing that i don't really want in my life so <laughs> only with because i i should read more and there's things i do want to read and actually cormac mccarthy it's funny you mentioned that because there's one i do definitely want to read from that uh, although I, I can understand your sentiment because yeah, I've, I, I, back in high school, I, for like one portion of like a project, I was reading through, um, a good leg of the road mm. and that, cause I had seen the movie and I liked like a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, and I had like an idea of like what I was getting into, but yeah, that, and that thing is fucking bleak. That's oh yeah. All hell. Uh, and there's some fucked shit in that book that wasn't even in the movie. That's like a, a little gruesome to read about. Um, but the one that I really want to read, uh, is, um, basically, I think what's generally still considered like his magnum opus, which is, uh, Blood Meridian. Hmm, yeah. Um, and that is particularly because I don't know, like, I know a decent bit about it, but I, I am really intrigued by the character of, uh, the judge, I believe he's called. Um... Do you know much about that, Stu? Or are familiar I, with that? So, I think if Blood Meridian is the one I'm thinking of, yeah, I, I my brother had suggested that I check out The Road. Because um, The Road has like a little, like, The Road has like a touch of um, of like 
futuristic sci-fi in it. it like the 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 touch being like future ecological disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I, I, after I got through that, I was I, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll check out the next book. Like that was that was a bi- that was at times a huge downer, and had, like you said, had some real messed up stuff in it and I was like you know maybe i'll check out blood meridian and i think blood meridian is one where like in the, like the first 40 pages like i remember getting to a point where like one like there a character is just like kind of roundly denouncing someone who's about to die and i'm just like uh you know what i'm this i, I think i'm done <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely uh remembering more about reading it it's definitely pretty uh like a brutal uh tale anyways but yeah judge holden i'm I'm looking it up online here now he's he is incredibly interesting and basically he is this because he's like one member of part of this gang that like the main character who who i believe throughout the whole novel is never really named because it's kind of like a western though i i guess looking at the wikipedia page now i remember it talked about it being like considered anti-western um though I, i don't know if i can necessarily define that right now but the whole idea of Judge Holden is he's basically this like really huge man who has like no hair on any of his body. Uh, and he basically just seems like this huge, massive, super muscular dude. And he basically is, seems to be like super, super intelligent and like super knowledgeable about all kinds of different matters and subjects. And he just has kind of this like, kind of weirdly eccentric personality but he also seems like very fixated on violence and uh seems to like venerate it and like war uh to like a fairly deep degree uh but one of the quotes from him in the novel is uh that which exists without my knowledge does so without my consent and that very based yeah like that is so like i read that like okay no i I need to know more about this because this character is like something that I could explore creatively because this is super interesting to me. And I, I like that concept for a character because yeah, it's, it's like, he's sort of this weird all knowing, almost like kind of supernatural figure who just sort of shows up, but he's kind of like the antagonist through it. A lot of the story too, but it's, uh, it's definitely pretty brutal. Cause I know a lot of what the deals with the gang is them going around and like, scalping like natives and shit like that basically because i mean historically accurate but it's nonetheless extremely brutal uh and of course mccarthy isn't one to like shy away from really getting into the meat of that but um yeah it's it's one i've meant to read i should look i should ask you for some recommendations at some point though because i i you should start reading more stuff mm-hmm. And hey, if one, if, if you want me to just throw a box full of books at you to read, I could definitely do that because I got a bunch. I got I've got a bunch and could give you a bunch of like, all right, here's like this style of like short novella. You should check this out. Here's this. Like there are a couple of contemporary like contemporary science fiction writers who like just do just such a good job writing new like new ideas of science fiction because. Like at this point, a lot of the tropes of science fiction and fantasy are really, really worn down. And yeah, I would imagine, especially in terms of like written fiction, because like science fit like that that kind of genre fiction, like writers have been doing that for years and years. It's like the sixties, fifties, even well, 
long ass time. See, I had more to think about it. Like, well, no, because there's a lot of writers from this era too. And then I'm like going back, I'm like, yeah, no, it's just a long ass time. Like back even into like the 1800s and stuff, I think. Damn. I think, uh, as I mentioned, uh, yeah, I think like the one of the reasons why I'm like not so much into like regular fiction, especially like really well celebrated fiction, is that I had a couple of um, quite bad English teachers in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, wow. that's funny you bring that up. Yep, and it's it, it's really funny because like my 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 older brother is for like for longest time has been just really well read in like poetry and and like english lit and he's always been way into it and like my 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 dad taught english for a long time and like as soon as i started getting into like the grades where you're like where the teachers are going all right here's here's the rubric books that we're gonna get the kids to read um ended up with one teacher who was like constantly late to class by like anywhere from five to 15 minutes really oh man like he 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 lived close to the school and so would walk to work and if you were if you had his first class of the day that dude would just show up late all the time yeah there's just no point in showing up on time you might as well show up late because the teacher's gonna be late pretty much and like Damn. it was one of those ones where you, you just kind of suffer through it as a kid because you're like well this like he's not a bad dude and he's not gonna I'm not gonna name him. <laughs> like he's not a bad dude. I, I just I almost blurted out his name. Um, he's not a bad dude, and like he's okay when he's here, but he doesn't like. He's not a teacher who inspires you to do anything. Um, and then the following year, um, we had for like the first half of the semester, like a a substitute teacher because the the main the the regular teacher for that grade was on mat leave, uh, and she was doing a great job. And then the the our regular teacher came back from mat leave. Um, and this was when there was a new book from Margaret Atwood that had just come out. And the very first class we have with this teacher after we all had a great experience with the substitute, um, who was like a, a teacher in training. Um, so our regular teacher comes back and then goes like, you know, it's going to be a bit of a change in, in class for the rest of the semester. But I, but, you know, I think we're all going to get along really well. And the first thing I want to talk about is, um, I want I want everyone to just have uh, a minute of silence in respect for the new book from Margaret Atwood. And I'm just thinking a minute of silence. What? Yes. I was, I was just thinking you're going. You have to be fucking kidding me. And then she kind right. of bows her head and closes her eyes. I'm like, oh my god. And like everyone that... in the class is just in stunned silence. Like no one else is doing this. And I'm just sitting there going like just waiting for this incredibly awkward moment to end and the very first like hey our very first assignment was like okay, okay we're gonna read it we're gonna read I, I need, alias grace by margaret atwood and it's like I, oh god like i apologize too i do need to know what what grade was this i don't if you mentioned i have forgotten it now this was grade 11 wow why why did I believe I just don't understand why a minute of silence for a book release did she did the author die or like no I don't get it so Margaret Atwood is like uh, one of the, the one of the greats of Canadian literature um okay and, and okay. still is still writing stuff even today I, th- I think she's in her late 60s early 70s um so my like 
I think it actually was grade 10. So like, you know, you're in grade 10 and you're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to be learn like, you know, reading some books that are considered to be literary greats. And I have to deal with this insufferable teacher who is um, not willing to entertain the notion that Margaret Atwood not my is is not the perfect author she thinks she is. <laughs> and huh. so every discussion we have on on Alias Grace has to be done in glowing tones. Um, you get cut off in class anytime you say like, "Well, I didn't really like this chapter." Like, just go immediately to someone else in the class. Damn. Yeah. Oh, so Lord. a couple of these, a couple of these layered on top of each other. Um, maybe just go like, you know what? Maybe fiction. When as a kid, like, hey, maybe fiction isn't as cracked up as people make it be. And so like, Man. yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up like. Uh, iffy English teachers, because um, that just made me think of when I was in grade 11, uh, we had a teacher from, he came from the States, and uh, I guess <laughs> he never taught at a school of our caliber, because we weren't the best students, like, and he knew that, like, he knew we were A, stupid, and B, just didn't give a fuck. So, like, the assignments, like, he would give us were, like, they were a joke. Like, <laughs> it was not grade, like, 11, like material that should have been given to us oh, no. but like, well, but like, like in what way though it was just like it was li literally just like like for the previous years we would i can't even remember at this point but like we would study this and it's like oh, okay well next year we're probably gonna like study something that's like harder and it's like oh wow wait this is this is easier than what we learned last year what the hell like okay i'll, well, I'll take it like your discussions never advanced between yeah three. Exactly, but um, like we did like these different activities in the class too, and like one of them we did was uh, sandblasting glass. So like, uh, in is English it sand class? Yeah, yeah, in English class, we we. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like, this is just what the review process is like, kids. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we sandblasted glass in English class, and like we just made shit. It was more of an like that specific period was more of an art class than English, like art shop. Yeah, literally. Like it's like I'll say that's that's kind of interesting. Like I never did anything like that in high school, but also like that's not fucking English class. It's really not. Like, but no. he just knew we were just stupid and didn't give a shit. So he just gave us easy shit and just like yeah, just gave us these activities to do. Oh wow. So I like. I mentioned my dad taught. My mom taught as well. I, I've known a lot of teachers. And like that's a bad teacher. Like that Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. That dude's hundred percent. That he's failed Just, all those students in a uh, big way. It it's something that always that, that has always irked me because like the way because the way you know if you have if you have a troublesome class or like or if you you know you're gonna have some like problem students like a lot of there are there are a lot of bad teachers out there who won't even try to make a connection. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's what he did, really. Yeah, because he just instantly know, gave up, didn't try. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, hey, say if like he was like looking down on your class, or like, oh, hey, these kids can't like reach my caliber. Like, motherfucker, present something in your lesson plan that will interest these kids. That's yeah, like, hey. Being a teacher is a phenomenally hard job. Oh and, yeah, like oh, all yeah. the praise of teachers, like it's not easy. It's really not. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Especially when you got bees in your class. That freaking guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, oh, no, I, I wasn't a trouble student. Like, I don't, we weren't really like a trouble class. Like, we definitely weren't a model class either, but yeah, <laughs> he just like, yeah, instantly gave up and just didn't even bother trying. That's rough, man. That's yeah, you, you unfortunately got a, a Simpsons character for a teacher. Yeah, but I mean, it's better It's better to have that in high school than college, because I basically, I didn't have a teacher like that in college, but I had one teacher in college that, like, he would literally just, like, write everything on the, his PowerPoint slides and just read them off. Like, it would be, like, a PowerPoint slide, like, of a paragraph, and it'd be like, okay, okay class, today we're learning about this and this and this. Next slide. Okay, this is broken down into this, this, and this. Next slide. This is broken down. This, this, this. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, That's holy awesome. fuck! This isn't teaching. This is literally just reciting shit you written wrote down. I mean, it's like maybe what the material, fuck? but it's like, I don't know, man. That's pretty low effort. It literally, oh, it was the worst class like of my college career. Not career, but. I'd, Experience, be, I, I guess. I'd almost be like talking to school administration at that point. It's like, what am I paying for? Like, yeah, really? He's not really teaching. He's just... Yeah, it's like he literally just could have like put the PowerPoint slides on uh, this... Is it Blackboard? Yeah, that's pretty universal, I think, for like... I, I just say they put it on the school site. Okay, yeah. The, yeah, he literally just could have put it on the school like program what that we use and just like gave us that but no he just just recited them in the most boring his, way cut his class class time down by half and then just said hey here's what we're going to be covering come to the class and ask me questions and that probably would have gone over better yeah, yeah really I mean, it's still, like, I don't know that that's necessarily, like, a better teaching approach, but yeah, it probably would have been more liked by the students, I'm sure. Man, his was, like, the only, like, class slash exam I was worried about, because I just, I could not learn a thing in that class. I just could not. Well, it's hard to internalize. And no one like, could. Yeah. Yeah, and really, like, get with it when you're not that into, like, what you're working through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever cheated on a test or an exam, either in high school or college? No, but there is a there is a a, a couple times there are. Well, Stu and I, we we both went through the same program as, as have a number of us. I think we've talked about it a few times on the show, but there, there was. Uh, uh, no, you know what? Sorry, I'll backtrack out. Somebody else has something to say. Go for it. I'm just gonna edit that out. I. I was gonna talk about uh, the the one person in our class who had uh, notably cheated a few times and got caught. Uh, but I decided I don't want to. I don't want to bring that kind of gossip. Yeah. The show. So. So, I I've been in a few different programs before. I ended up in the one that we were in, Big B. Um, yeah. Spaced out by a few years each, and one of them I was in. Um, I had a like I had had a flu for like the the day that the final exam was happening, like you know fever full nine yards, and um, had emailed had emailed the prof and just said hey I like I'm 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 feeling terrible I don't think I can come in can I do this on a different day 
and got set up with like okay you can do it you can do it on on the weekend and during this this like time slot you just need to come in talk to like the talk to like the educational assistant there and they'll get get you the they'll get you the the exam and then you can write it there like under their guidance um and except hmm. that it was an exam that was supposed to be written with because it was like a an exam on a pretty like technical um course so you okay were supposed to bring you were able to bring in um any notes you had on it that you you wanted to bring in so your notes your your oh, textbook those were like a ton of calculations that you needed to do which it was they they had smartly considered pointless to make you memorize the calculations for like oh what's the energy transference on like this type of solar panel where it's like okay do i memorizing that is pointless just use the book and then make sure you can actually do the calculation but you can reference it and so someone else in the class who had done the exam was like oh hey here's the we we had done like uh we had done like the test exam that i had like missed the day before which was like a pre like a previous year's copy that the the, the prof had given out to everyone like here's a previous year's copy just run your run through this one and get it done but i've been sick so I missed that as well. So another guy in class gave me his copy, and he was like, "Okay, hey, use this." And so I contacted the prof. I was like, "Oh, hey, is it okay if I bring this in too? Because it's technically notes." And he was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, that's totally fine." Turns out, when I get to the exam, um, they gave me not the current year's copy of the exam. Oh they gave no, me the previous year's copy of the exam. So I sat down and was like, "I've got." A already fully filled out version of this exam. Oh boy! Aww. And I'm looking at like my copy and the exam's copy, and I just kind of like, like this is just different material. I'm fucked. No, it was no, no. no, no. It was, it, yeah. I the, the version that was given out in class for everyone to test on was the version that I got because the prof said, "Oh yeah, don't worry, you can bring that one in, oh, and okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna rework some of the questions so you can't talk to anyone beforehand." It was like a fairly small class, so was he was supposed previous, to rework yeah. it, and I maybe oh, okay. just submitted the wrong version. So I was just there with a fully answered exam and a fully empty exam that I pretty much could have just done a one to one on. So I, felt, I was feeling real bad about it and just put the book over top of it. And wrote it as best I could. And at the very, like, as I had, like, about, like, 20 minutes left at the end, I kind of, like, just broke and, like, just looked at the one that had already been filled out. It was like, yeah, I haven't made any major mistakes. That's nice. Fair. I mean, yep. wow. That's that's incredibly good of you, though, student. It says a lot about your character to just be like, you know what? I'm not going to just take the super easy routes. There's a lot of people that would have. I, I can't guarantee that I wouldn't have. I, I can respect that a lot. There was like, uh, it was, weirdly enough, it made the exam way more stressful. Oh, I really? Had like about a 10 minute block at the beginning where I can't focus on any question. I'm going like, am I, wait, am I cheating? Am I, am I fucking this up? Like, is someone going to walk over and be like, you got two copies of this exam? Like, it was, yeah. it was like this 10 minute block of me just being like, kind of like this weird sinking pit in my stomach. Like, oh shit like i also like i studied for this exam by looking at this copy i already yeah. I'm not gonna copy the answers one to one i already kind of know the answers and yeah it was just like a weirdly stressful and then i just went fuck it i'm just gonna write it down and yeah so yeah that's no, i mean 
That's yeah. the one time, aside from once in high school, where I really had no idea what I was doing on a multiple choice test, and then like glanced over at someone next to me and was like, "Well, if they answered B for the first three questions, and my questions are probably shuffled up, then I should probably answer A and C." <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, outing myself as uh, as moderate cheater on two things. Oh, I might have done something along those lines when I was a lot younger, but I don't necessarily remember. I know through like high school and like post secondary, I never really try to do anything like that, as far as I know. Definitely I mean, I know I probably would have maybe considered it looking back because there was definitely some tests I went into a little ill prepared, but you know, mm-hmm. those I generally just kind of accepted as like, well, I fucked up by not studying. This is all me, <laughs> so I'll just have to bite the bullet, but. I mean, in high school, for the most part, I didn't really cheat. I mean, like, I tried to, like, glance over at my partner or, like, the person beside me uh, from time to time, but nothing, like, too bad. But I know in college, like, that one class I was telling about, that professor, that was just really boring. I actually did cheat a little bit on his exam because, like I said, that was the only class I was worried about because, like, I, it was just impossible to learn anything. But, um... So, yeah, like... Uh, certain sense yeah but it was literally like something you would see in a tv show like this the professor was like at the front of the class he just like sat at his desk and like read a book for the whole time he like hardly ever glanced up at the class so i was like fuck i actually might be able to get away with this and like i was studying the powerpoint slides on my phone beforehand so i'm like fuck i could literally just whip out my phone look at the powerpoints and like have a decent um success rate of this yeah, and like am i gonna do this like yeah fuck it like open, i'll risk it powerpoint open search look yo word there okay yep there it is page 26 wow it's like oh, okay so this is it but yeah <laughs> i hope that doesn't come to bite me in the ass i don't think it will like i don't think oh. that's the thing like they can rip your diploma away oh, <laughs> after I all know. these years <laughs> I think, no yeah i i i doubt it i know in my case yeah. i'm safe because i ended up dropping that i ended up dropping that whole thing Oh yeah. So I, uh, I don't get credit for any of that shit. Um, I still remember the program you and I were in, uh, Stu. There was actually the one course we had, and it was a course on Visual Basic, uh, that programming language. And we had a prof oh, yeah. for that, and she—I I, was—I'm sure you might remember. She, she, actually, in a very similar fashion to uh, what Bees was describing with that same prof, who's just reading like slides and shit, basically. That—that that was more or less her whole deal. Though I think, I remember, if I recall correctly, she had to like cover that course like as a surprise thing, like right off the hop, like. Okay, that's more like, understandable. Oh, yeah. The school her... year is starting, and we need someone to cover this, basically. Yeah, I believe it was her first year teaching, like, first time teaching that course, and was, like, just had to heavily rely on, like, previous notes. And there were definitely, like, I just, I remember there was one time we were in a lab, and, like, it was, like, maybe 30% of the students that showed up to the lab, which is oh. a little bit depressing to start with. Uh, and then someone was like, oh, hey, th- this configuration isn't working. And, like, she didn't she, she she eventually got it she eventually fixed it for the student but there was like definitely a panic of oh god i don't know what to do here <laughs> oh, no. i'm the teacher i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i yeah. might have been part of that other percent that wasn't there that day because i don't remember <laughs> it's been a little bit yeah um i just remember there was myself and another guy in our class uh 
and he and I were grouped in because the final assignment that we had, I think it was you could basically just do it like you could either do it solo or you could do it with a partner. And he and I basically decided to group up on it. And we, we put in some good work. We we got, you know, we, we put in some effort. We got her written out, got it submitted. We got the marks back. We got 100%. We were hey. like, fuck yeah, we nailed Hell it. Yeah. Right? We, we put in the work. We got this. Like, hard work pays off, guys. And then you yeah. get a jumping high five and a freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, freeze well, frame, the credits start to roll. <laughs> it got soured for me because I... I don't remember. It might have been Dougie, but I don't remember for sure thinking about it now if it was Dougie that I reached out and was talking to. But uh, we'll say it was him for the purposes of the story for now. Anyways, I reached out to him and we were talking about how we did on the assignment. I found out, oh, he also got 100 on the final assignment. And then he explained the contents of his final assignment. And the contents of his final assignment were... (laughs) literally the folder that he had for his previous assignment renamed to the final assignment and handed back in damn and at that point it was it became extremely clear that our our grade had nothing to do with any of the effort that we put in but it was basically just pity given to us because everything had just wound up being an unfortunate shit show man uh that's a hustle he pulled right there. If it was his, <laughs> I yeah, I, I had to double check with him if it was him because there's one other person it might have been. I'm pretty sure it's between two people, but uh, the other guy I, I won't I won't mention I won't name him on here because he hasn't. That, I'll only mention Dougie because he's been on the show. But yeah, Dougie, it's, if you're uh... listening, you're being accused of scholastic crime. <laughs> you have to answer this on the podcast. No, no, Balcony no, no, court. No, no, no. Um, I don't uh, think it would matter anyways because I'm pretty sure like everyone for that wound up getting the same score anyways. So it was I don't know. Honestly, I I never really talked to anyone after that one, and I remember I think I might have also gotten a hundred on that project. Yeah. But I remember there being a particular point where I was like, "Oh man, I'm really glad I found this like I found this uh like extension that I can use to make this project work." Hell yeah, I did it. Now I'm getting that like several years on. I'm now getting the it's less of a come down than you had ba- back then, but now I'm getting the, yeah, exactly. Oh, huh. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're enough years removed where it's like, well, it doesn't really matter now, but at the same time, it's like, well, god fucking damn it, I could have just <laughs> I, I put in so much more work than I needed to, but then again, it's it's kind of like you mentioned with the test thing, right? It's like you, you feel anxious, like. Am I cheating? Like, is it supposed to be this easy? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like it should be. It's not supposed to be from what I've been told growing up. So I don't want to mess it up because I don't want to lose it. So you got to put in the work. But then then you find out the other guy just resubmitted the same thing and got perfect score. And it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So Lincoln Park tried to tell you the whole time. Man, have you ever had a teacher just not grade an assignment? Like, just like, full on, just not do it? Just, there, there's supposed to be a number, and then nothing? No, it was like, it was, well, kind of. Uh, see, we had to do this, oh, fuck, I don't even remember what it was entirely, but we had to do this, like, video interview for one of my uh, classes, and it was just, like, answer these questions, basically, in a professional tone. Uh, and, yeah, we, we, the class handed them all in, 
and we just never got a grade for those for that assignment. And we're like, oh, okay. Here's and you're looking you at like you're looking at the 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 rubric or lesson plan. You're like, this this project is supposed to be ten percent of my final grade. So, well, I don't. I can't even remember. Like, it probably was in like yeah the lessons plan, but yeah, like I just remember looking every day at the school software, like where the grades get posted, and it's like where oh this video interview grade is just not here, and it never was posted. And that actually really pissed me off because I remember it took me so many goddamn attempts to do it because like it all had to be done in one take. And there was just so many times where I felt like I had a really long, awkward pause or like I just fucked up the question. It's like, okay, I just have to retry. Like, the, okay, the lighting's horrible. My background's horrible. I have to retry, retry, retry. And I was so pissed because, yeah, it just took me forever. It was just literally a big time waster that never got graded. That's rough, man. Oh. And guaranteed there was times. a there was a, a Dougie like figure in that class. You might have just uploaded a, a random YouTube video. Bro, honestly, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if someone in my class, yeah, just uploaded Rick Roll or whatever. <laughs> they just deep faked it. <laughs> that's what they. That's what the kids of this generation are doing. I bet deep faking their homework assignments. Damn. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend that. You know what I would recommend, though? Uh, we moved our shit up corner. And so we recommend recommendations. Yes. And then we can... Oh. Yeah, it's... That's it. That's that's the whole deal. Uh, what do we got for this week, folks? Um, I guess I'll... Kind kind of cheat a little bit. Um, I what I recommend is <laughs> you start off a lot of recommendations with that. Like, you know, I'm not sure if this is like completely street legal, but I'm gonna roll it out anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. Impression we get. I'm just yeah doing it till someone stops me. I was like, come up with a real one. Like, uh oh, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Well, I think this is a real one. So well, my, I'm, I'm just picturing now a scenario of an episode where you start out with one of these, you start saying it, and someone just like partway through, like, no, no. you got no bees, you got to stop. I'm sorry, this this does not allowed. <laughs> not okay, allowed. You you have crossed the line, good sir. Uh, <laughs> but what I was going to recommend is, yeah, just go on a trip with your friends. Like me and Big B just came back from a great camping experience. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be camping per se, but even if it's like, yeah, camping, maybe like a friend's giving, like just a good outing with your friend. Just have a good time yeah. with your buds. Plan out like a weekend or something, and just have a fun time. You know what? I'm going to piggyback on that uh, to a slight degree. This is this isn't oh. my recommendation, but. I, I do want to add a little thing into this because there was something I was reading about and I feel bad because I don't remember it was something from like a Twitter post where they were talking about like from the country that they came from which unfortunately I don't remember now because it was quite a while ago that I read the tweet but it was talking about uh, this notion of like going and doing things with your friends that are like kind of basic and mundane like going with them while doing like grocery shopping and just hanging out and socializing during that and how like here in like western culture like here in canada and stuff that's kind of seen as like you know that's too boring to kind of do with friends like it wouldn't be interesting enough or whatever but like it's it's still like a good way to kind of like interact and connect and socialize while still like getting things done that you need to and kind of fitting those things in together in a way 
and I, I found that that has been true because like last weekend actually in mentioned getting out and because like it doesn't have to be with a big group of people because like myself and jc we went out and we did uh hiking and stuff around these trails that uh, oh yeah um park uh not too far from here like a like a public park um we were going through his lovely lovely scenery we got some great pictures and stuff he, he brought his dog and had her running around and stuff it was, it was a great time uh, but after that, like we went and just did a little bit of shopping around and stuff like that, just super basic. It was just some things he he needed to get, and I was like, "Fuck it, there's some things I need to get too." So we went and did that. And it, it was honestly a really great time. So yeah, no, I I definitely second that. Yep, I'll I'll third it because I I've I had a couple friends get into town this last week, um, kind of doing mini vacations of their own, and like I had a group of us go out to um, one of the parks nearby and had like a had like a dinner outside with other people who weren't like direct family members which is like hey it's something i haven't done in ages and afterwards we just kind of like walked and talked for a while and ended up grabbing grabbing some ice cream and walked and talked for a while longer and it was just nice it was a really just really nice couple of hours of just hey just gonna hang out with some folks just do some very like low intensity socialization is what i'll call it it's just like yeah just wander around talk about wrestling and like capcom characters and yeah it was it's a, it was a really fun time so yeah I, yeah do what these guys said take some <laughs> time with some take some time with some people you enjoy exactly 100%. um i can go next i won't i won't pass the buck so immediately off to the suit and actually uh because you were mentioning about reading stuff and i been talking about needing to read more but i was there was actually something recently i, I did read which is uh not a super common occurrence a for tweet me, but no, I'm uh, no it wasn't a tweet although <laughs> I, I did find it through twitter because um, i oh. do follow uh follow a lot of artists uh but in particular i follow some notable uh horror artists in particular uh trevor henderson um who if you may may or may not know but if, you, if you've heard of the uh like the horror character of siren head he's the the artist that originally created that character uh, which of course has been taken and memed to all hell by fucking edgy fourteen-year-olds. But beside <laughs> the point, um, this isn't really so much about him. But I, I found out about this through him. Um, definitely check out Trevor though; he's, he's a cool dude. Um, but uh, this is a uh, basically like a I don't I guess like a novel, a novella, maybe. It's sort of like a horror compilation of like a few different stories that are written by the same author, uh, Maggie Siebert. It's called Bonding. Uh, the full PDF version of it is available for free online. Um, I'll try to find a link to include in the. the episode oh, he's Canadian. Um, yeah, Trevor. Trevor is Canadian. He's he's a he's like I say, he's a really cool artist. He posts a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool movie reviews. He actually is who I f- uh, first found out about, uh, which I still haven't watched, but I really want to watch, which is the uh, uh, like late nineties uh, Tokusatsu film Zyram, directed by Keita Abamiya. Which, look, that's that's a whole other thing. Eventually, once I see it, I will talk about it extensively on this show because I've <laughs> wanted to for a long time now. But Bonding uh, by Maggie Siebert is a really great novel, and it's uh, it's got a lot of different little short stories. They vary in tone. Some of them are a bit more comedic than others. Um, like there's one called The Prime Minister, which I won't really get into describing too much, but it's told from a very interesting perspective, and it's basically this sort of very like british comedic take on like this group of people living in this house who are all like just kind of slightly annoyed by each other as they're living through and like trying to survive in this like apocalyptic hellscape that's going on outside where there's these like 
eldritch beings that regularly come looking for like sacrifices and them trying to like kind of put up with that but in just like a very kind of like dry humor kind of sense it's uh it, it's funny but there, there's a lot of different stories about a lot of different things but it, it can also get very viscerally violent and there there's a, one of the forward descriptions talks about like a violence that isn't just like it's not just like cold like emotionless like slasher figure who's just like cutting down people like mercilessly it's it doesn't quite have that vibe like the violence that she writes about gets more into like sort of like a and then there's like a passion to it and that is really shown in the one of the short stories uh one titled coping uh which I won't get too, too into, but it basically deals with, like, an extreme, like, this sort of, like, sci-fi, like, virtual, like, high-tech virtual reality thing that may or may not necessarily be safe to use, and how a girl who is worrying about whether or not her boyfriend is cheating on her is using that to maybe cope in some particularly unhealthy and uh, extremely violent ways. And uh, Maggie does not uh, shy away from getting into the very grotesque details of some of what's going on. Uh, let's just say there's a particular section that describes uh, something that the, the protagonist of that particular story is doing with a circular saw and how it is interacting with various body parts that it is being used against that it, uh, it made me a little bit uneasy afterwards to, to read about it's <laughs> and think about in, in the aftermath that it's it's one that's kind of stuck with me and I, I will say a big trigger or like sort of trigger content warning it's it is incredibly gruesome and reading that story <laughs> in particular it, it was like uh, okay this was a lot but once you get to the end it's an incredibly effective story and the 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 ending of that one in particular the the twist for it is uh, very tragic, but it, it's it ties up very nicely, I would say. But uh, I don't think I've read through all of the ones in it yet, but I've read through quite a few, and they are they're very interesting. They're very varied, uh, and I, I just yeah, give it give it a give it a look. Hell yeah, it's a nice recommendation. Mm-hmm. How are you, Stu? You got anything good, juicy for us? I got a couple good things. I will say, oh. like, I, I occasionally will read some horror as well, so I might have to check this out. I do enjoy like a, a reading, not so much a, like a story, but like like a long story, but a good creepy pasta. Oh, I could I could oh. get behind that. Yeah, that's that's one area of reading I've definitely have put a good bit of time into. Uh, as much as I don't read a lot of novels and stuff, reading through like the SCP shit. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I, a great yeah. series. I, I've. I've read through quite a fair share of those. Those are those are some good. That's like some good like grassroots community like fiction stuff sometimes. So I'm going to shout out. Uh, I'm also going to break the rules. I'm going to shout oh. out a couple of things. Um, there were so never one, really rules for this, but uh, yeah, everyone's getting it's, so it's hung more up cool on rules. when you can break the rules. When you're breaking <laughs> yeah, the we got a valid rules, so we can <laughs> Every, break them. Everyone wants to be a rebel, but like everyone's like th- that was always allowed. Like it was always an option. So, nah. <laughs> so first, I'll start off with um, there's a uh, really good. Um, comedy history podcast um, run by two American comedians, uh, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Um, 
that has at this point, I want to say, oh yeah, uh, like almost 500 episodes on it. It's been running since like. Oh, that's got. Damn, that's got quite a bit, few episodes. Yep, it's got a lot because its subject matter is American history, um, and the a two lot of them there. basically sit down together. Oh yeah, there there's a lot, especially <laughs> bad American or. Oh, yeah or just bizarre American history. Um, so it's basically these two comedians. Most of them are, most of the episodes are Dave kind of presenting uh, a, like a subject to Gareth. He was basically reacting to it as he's learning about it live. Um, and then occasionally they do the reverse. So a lot of it's like, Oh shit. Uh, I'm sorry, Stu. I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you entirely. Yeah. I was just looking on Twitter for a second while I was listening to you uh, explain this. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW just announced that uh, CM Punk is all elite. That's been the rumor for a bit. All right, so I, I'm I'm not I, I have I've been a little out of the loop with AEW, so I hadn't heard anything about this. So I, I'm sure it was yeah. Yeah. If you don't know who CM Punk is. Uh, CM Punk is responsible for at least me getting back into wrestling um, oh. years ago because of a very specific promo he did. Um, okay. It's pro- yeah, we're, we're just going to sideline. Okay, we're out of recommendations. We're into wrestling <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, CM Punk is like, um, like you can kind of like give him, um, you can kind of give him props for revitalizing a lot of people's interest in WWE. I want to say like eight years ago um, because of a particular like promo that he did. That's known as the pipe bomb promo. Um, Okay. And so he, when was that? Oh yeah. That was a 2011. Yeah. So. um, Oh wow. Yeah. CM Punk had been in, he was like a really, really popular indie wrestler. Like he, he does not fit the visual image you would have in your mind of a wrestler. He is, he is not, that athletic he's not like that like explosive physically of a person but what he does have is really really good chemistry with a lot of other wrestlers he does okay. incredible like like he's incredible talker he does an incredible promo and he 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 sells like he, he sells emotions for why you're why these wrestlers are fighting better than most other guys better than just everyone else so his big like pipe bomb promo back in 2011 was like he had uh just run he just like there's just a a, a series of matches to figure out who was going to fight john cena because there was a period of time where all of wwe storyline was like who's gonna fight john cena next (laughs) and then they lose all right who's gonna fight john cena next and then they lose it's like Part of the reason why people hated John Cena for years is because he was the guy and was always winning. Um, so CM Punk like has, has won a couple of matches. He wins a big match, and then he's going to face John Cena for the title. Like it's kind of it's now been set in stone. And he does this thing at the end of a night of like I want to say Monday Night Raw, where after he finishes a match, he just grabs a microphone, he walks to the top of the ramp, and he just sits down cross-legged, and then he start he just gives this like long promo just basically running down the company itself the company and john cena and how like there hasn't been any actual competition in the wwe it's it's stagnant 
It's bullshit. Like the entire, like the rosters are basically handpicked by Vince McMahon and other executives who want you to think that they know what wrestling is. And he just like gives this like long, like cutting at the company itself promo that like for a lot of people, myself included, who hadn't really been into wrestling for a while was this massive breath of fresh air. Um, And like, he kind of like want like his, part of his whole pipe bomb promo is that he was like, I'm going like, I'm going to take this title and leave. Like I'm, I'm done with this company. I'm going to take, I'm going to win the match because I'm better than John Cena. And I fought my way to get the match with the company trying to keep me out of it. And then the whole storyline for weeks afterwards was like Vince McMahon being terrified that John Cena might lose this match because if he loses matches, he loses his flagship good guy who's good on all the talk shows. And like, yeah, so it, it, like, yeah, so that's like, he is v- like really good talker and he retired from wrestling for a few years ago, um, got into MMA for a bit, had some pretty lousy matches um, in MMA, but yeah, it's a, that's a pretty big deal that he'd be going to AEW. Yeah. And that's like, huh. he, yeah, he's a very important guy. Um, and for a while had a cult of personality as his theme song. As is like the, the song that he comes out to the ring with. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, he's back. He's an AEW now, I guess. Yeah. So, going to reel things back a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, the Dolp. Uh, really great podcast. Uh, all, all the wrestling podcasts are going to be going nuts tonight and tomorrow about this. Um, but uh, so the dollop is like about American history, usually uh, either about like like messed up stuff in America's history or just funny as hell stuff in American history and combinations of both. Um, and it, yeah, it's presented with like basically with two comedians talking. They occasionally have like other guests on, like Patton Oswalt's, but on been on it a few times. Um, they've done like crossover episodes with like the My Favorite Murder. Uh, ladies if you've ever heard that podcast which is another pretty good podcast um about like true crime but uh so the dollop has like hundreds of episodes now um there's tons to get into like i there are a bunch of episodes on it that i like are like got bustingly funny to me um and a few of them were like i was driving and a couple of them one in particular that's fairly early on about this pitcher named Rube Waddell that almost had me in tears and like I had to like pull my car off the road because I had to like stop listening to the podcast oh, and compose myself <laughs> because I couldn't see. <laughs> like I was Damn, laughing so hard. Like this shit too funny. That's yep. good. That's so like the guys themselves are pretty funny and like the content is usually really funny or just like just extreme what the fuck how could this have happened? So like you know, stuff like, hey, here's this pitcher who not too many people know about, but he was, for the time that he played, the best pitcher in the league. And he got his start by throwing rocks at birds in the forest. It was his favorite thing to do. And then he wandered onto a baseball tryout and was like, I throw rocks at birds real good. And he would wrestle alligators in the off season, And he famously... Uh, saved several logs from drowning when he heard people like either shout or exclaim on boats because he constantly thought that someone could be drowning. He would rush off the field. This is turning to Rube Waddell recommendation, but like <laughs> the the it's like 
they they look into stuff in in American history that like you know not a, not a, especially like as a Canadian like not a lot of folks know about it and so really funny stuff there. Um, they have a bunch of Australian episodes too, which are fantastic because Australia also has every country has this, like tons of weird things that have happened to it. So yeah, it's it's a great time. Um, just about all the podcast, just about all the episodes of the podcast are great. Um, and they also do some like pretty comprehensive rundowns of. Um, they had one several like a multi-part podcast uh, on just the Iraq War and going into like, oh hey, remember when like. 10 billion dollars on a pallet just went missing let's talk about that for a while and yep and also getting into like you know some of the bad shit that the u.s has done and continues to do so not jump into into the politics side but they put a a comedic spin on some some dark subjects and a comedic spin on some funniest shit subjects so I, i recommend them as a listen there's tons of episodes um anything about explorers uh the finians um or sports are always good 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 bets to listen to on their series the finians being an uh international um irish uh, separatist movement who invaded canada canada several times that's wild so, yep. that is pretty wild damn uh and the other break breaking the law here the other recommendation i have is one that i mentioned before um so uh Martha Wells is a really fantastic sci-fi and fiction author. And uh, when I went to uh, Back of Phoenix earlier this month, I managed to get almost her entire library of an earlier uh, fantasy series that she had done called The Books of the Rexura. Um, and so she's the, the author of my much-touted uh, favorite sci-fi series in the last few years, The Murderbot Diaries. Um, and she is an expert at writing... Um, moody dudes dudes who are like mm, i don't want to be around anyone but they really do they they really do want friends and companionship i like, I like characters like that. yeah yeah murder bots a refinement of that uh the main character from the books of uh Rexura, uh moon is uh an early like kind of a, her early grasp at that um you know it's a good good series of books about essentially uh gargoyle people in a kind of a, a pretty expansive fantasy world so imagine if you had the like gargoyles out like, like the show gargoyles um except they could shift between like a gargoyle form and a human form or like a more humanoid form um and just kind of following um like a fish out, a fish out of water character by dint of having been orphaned from um his clan of Ruxer when he was younger and it's just kind of this pretty pretty sprawling set of books that cover like a wide wide area of the world the fantasy world they live in and it does something that i've come to appreciate the more i read sci-fi and fantasy of i used to love getting every single detail out of a sci-fi and fantasy book like and these days i'm finding that i i enjoy the books more when they don't go exhaustively in things um yeah. When they when they kind of leave things aside and say like, hey, it's okay if we don't explain this concept over the next 20 pages. It's okay to mention that it is a concept and that the characters know about it now. So just continue on. So yep. Very, very character focused, very focused. Uh, like uh like the Cloud Roads is the first book of it. Um and yeah, it it's a, it's just a really well written uh fantasy series and I would definitely, I would recommend giving the Cloud Roads a shot. Um, it is a it is in like small mass market paperback, um, 
And if you enjoy that, I would also definitely suggest getting into the Murderbot Diaries because it is uh, those are a series of short novellas that I've mentioned before, so I won't go into them now. But, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, that's... great, great books. Okay, check them out, everybody. Yeah, that's pretty good. Some great recommendations this week. Chill out with your friends and read some fucking books. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I think though. You know what else you need to do? You gotta check out our good buddy uh, Blackbird Bell. Oh, that was smooth as fuck. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. good buddy Zoo. Yeah, definitely go give him a follow. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thank you. SoundCloud and uh, Bandcamp. Uh, He's also on Twitter. I love at this point that two have just basically blurred. You do point you have no idea anymore if it's SoundCloud or SoundHound. Yeah, I have no and idea. Cloud sound camp. The best. Pretty much. Sampling. Um, uh, but yeah, he's on Twitter as well. You should go give him a follow. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Balcony underscore banter. You should check us out on there. Definitely do. Definitely do. I also have a Twitter at Big D the Wizard. I post some drawings sometimes, some sketches, some, some fun stuff. Also, do some streaming from time to time with my good buddy Moose over at twitch.tv slash we underscore wanna underscore draw. Uh, we do some fun stuff. We get on Aggie.io and we draw random wild shit and we take recommendations too. So, come say hi when we're on. Um, yeah. That's all the that's all the housekeeping for this week. What's uh what's the final word this week? Do what do we end off on? I think we'll end up end off on you know the, the kind of what I think is the theme of this episode, which is hey, take some time with the people you enjoy, engage with friendship and human companionship. That's exactly. not really the final word. So, final word. Yeah. I've been Bigby. And I've been Bees. We'll see y'all next week here on the balcony. Yeah, have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Nice.